Welcome to D&T in the 773, where we give you the best sports news, all things Chicago related. On today's episode, June 10th, 2021, we'll be discussing the White Sox in first place, the Cubs in first place as well, the Bears looking impressive in minicamp, the Blackhawks this offseason, and the Bulls seeing what they can accomplish this offseason as well. Stay tuned. That was so hype. Incredible job done <laughs> by our host can we, here, Tyler. Can you give yourself an applause? Yeah, give yourself an applause. I could, but... Please do. Oh, that was an unreal I, I intro. He came up with that amazing intro for us. Thanks and for that intro. Unreal. Think he took a lot of time into that, a lot of pressure. A lot of uh, pressure. He, <laughs> he picked the right uh, paths for me It gave score. me goosebumps, if that's yeah, any result so to good. it. Yeah. Hey, so I good. appreciate it. Thank you. I was, I was trying my best to... It was come up with some before beautifully this. cut all day. I was doing the notes a little bit today, and yeah. So welcome to D and T in the seven seven three. My name is Tyler. I'm joined alongside Daniel Ryan, and this is D and T in the seven seven three. Obviously, we are here to to obviously in the intro video told you a little bit about what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Deliver Chicago sports yeah. news. Deliver so, fresh. Uh, obviously, it's fresh. about the best in Chicago sports and why we have the best fan base in the whole entire nation. Oh yeah. So. From the final time from DePaul, going to be graduating after this weekend. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. Yep. But yeah, so let's get you guys kicked off with a little bit of Chicago sports trivia. It's that time, Chicago. Chicago sports trivia. I got the sports trivia for us today. How many Bears seasons began with Hall of Famer George Hallis as their head coach going back to multiple choice? 35, 26, 40, or 30? What do we think? Obviously, mm. I went over this question earlier, but I mean, it it's, is an interesting I'd one, say to 30. say the least. That would be my guess, 30? I think my guess would have been around, probably 30, just because it's in the middle, but it is 40. Oh, Alice wow. coached the Bears, actually 39 and a half seasons and five games into the 1942 season. He went to fight in World War II. Such a microcosm of the time, is it not? What a wow, sport. Yeah. What Honestly. a sport. And he coached the team in four different 10-year stints. His first season was with the, also the NFL's first season in 1920, and his last season coaching the team was in 1967. So I have an interesting one there. I honestly had no clue that he coached the team for that. <laughs> I know. That's, that's Seriously absurd. wild. It is <laughs> absurd. It is absurd. Yeah, interesting. Like yeah. Find something else to do. We got the one. No, he's a great <laughs> coach. I got a lot lots to talk about. First, we're going to be discussing a lot of different baseball news. Yes. The Bulls are in the offseason. Obviously, Blackhawks uh, have a little bit of news going yeah. on. And then we'll discuss everything else. So let's get kicked off with the Blackhawks. Chicago yes. Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks. So the Blackhawks have announced that they have agreed to terms with for Lucas Reichel. Uh, Lucas Reichel is six foot, uh, 170 pounds, and he's 19 years old. And he's a th- uh, this is gonna be a three-year entry-level contract that runs through the 2023-2024 season. And this was our pick in the draft in 2020. Yep. 
That's correct. So interesting. So Lucas, this is a quote from him. Lucas has tremendous strides in his second year as a professional. The game appeared to slow down from him this past season, which allowed his place uh, playmaking skills to be on full display. And the, this was president of the Blackhawks and general manager Stan Bowman. Bowman said this. Yeah. Yeah. So I did think that was uh, really interesting that they signed this deal. And I think yeah. Lucas Reichel could be the next piece to the Chicago. Oh, offense. definitely. Definitely. So uh, here's another quote. They said, bringing him over to North America is the logical next step for his continued development. And we're excited to be able to add such a young, dynamic player to our Ford group. Yeah, definitely. Obviously. The Blackhawks need youth. It's always, yeah, seeing more yeah. youth on teams is always so, so exciting. Yeah, and this is. is actually the first piece of information we've mm-hmm. had to say in the Blackhawks in the last couple of weeks. So Honestly. This is exciting. That's something to look forward to again. This is a quote from ESPN's article on Reichel today. Reichel, 19, was selected by Chicago with the number 17 pick in last year's draft. He had 10 goals and 17 assists in 38 games with, I don't know how to say that, but mm-hmm. Berlin la- this season. <laughs> and then. Baron? Ice, yeah, you go for it. Ice, Ice, Ice Baron, Baron Berlin. Berlin this season, and then added two goals and three assists in nine playoff appearances while helping his team win the DEL championship. So, obviously, he's got <laughs> reputable numbers. They obviously believe in him because he was the number seventeen pick. Obviously, a first rounder. So, um, he should be good for us. Very interesting. I'm very excited for the Blackhawks, but it sadly is their off season because they didn't make it to the off season this year. But they're going to have a lot to figure out. Lucas Reichel is a piece that they figured out already, yeah. but there's other pieces. You know, Jonathan Taves might be coming back this offseason. Exactly, We're hoping exactly. that We're he's hoping, coming back to this hoping, team. He yeah. said they're pretty optimistic and they're very certain. Yeah. They're pretty certain that he's coming back, but we'll see what Such happens. Such a scary situation yeah. with him. So real quick, I know there's not too much going on with the Blackhawks, but obviously we do hot takes at the end of yeah. every segment. So, Dan, let's go with your DHT. So my hot take, uh, this is a tough one because there's not much information no. to go by off the Blackhawks yeah. in the recent weeks that we've been studying them. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. His signature bullwhip. Um, <laughs> I, I guess what I'm going to have to say is I think this offseason, they, they kind of improved the chemistry a lot more, especially with the young guys. And I think they make a push for the playoffs. It's it's a very like wide that. hot take, but I it's would wide, like to I see like them it. in the playoffs. Yeah. That's about mm-hmm. the information I do know at this point. I like that hot take. Uh, my hot take with the Blackhawks is that I believe Jonathan Taves will be the starting captain next year. Oh, he will yes. he will be coming back. Uh, now a, a lot one. of people are still saying eh, he's saying it and maybe not going to come back. I believe he will be starting. Lucas Reichel will be right behind him. I know it's kind of dipping in your yeah. hot take a little bit, but yeah, no, Lucas Reichel will be right behind him. Uh, I know the Blackhawks, we're just going to see what happens, who wins the Stanley Cup in the offseason, and what yeah. players are going to be available. The Black- That's interesting. The Islanders just finished off their series, which mm-hmm. was really cool. So, yeah, there's a lot yeah. going on in New that. York's kind of freaking out right now. because I know, yeah. as they should be. Uh, my hot take is going to dip into the only Blackhawks news we have today, and that is that Reichel will make his way into the first starting rotation at some point next season. It's a pretty bold take uh, because we do have a lot of guys um, that can fill that first rotation but I feel like with Debrinkat pretty locked into the second one and the fact that Reichel is a center slash forward he's kind of like a dual threat type player I think we could see him uh, being a big piece of this team early on I like it I thank you so do I it's the monsters of the midway it's Chicago Bears time the Chicago, Chicago Bears the Bears the Bears so let's Bears. talk about the Chicago Bears shall we so not so much or not too much has happened obviously with the Bears this past week except for oh wait Oh wait, we still have Justin Fields. Oh yeah, we do. And he threw hearing that in the intro made me get goosebumps. I love that. And he threw at uh, Bears practice, and it's great watching him throw. And the the teammates are excited. 
He's our quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnell Mooney said a lot of stuff yep. about him. Yep. Uh, yeah, so everyone in the Bear, Bears organization is very impressed. Coach Nagy was very fired up after releasing these comments yesterday. He said that he is mentally just going to rip your heart out. Yeah, I love that. And I think someone also said that, um, I think it was Mooney maybe that said that he's pretty hard on himself too. Like mm-hmm. if he gets something wrong in practice, he's you know he's all over it about trying to get improved. So I love that about him. He's he sounds like a leader early on, mm-hmm. which sounds is right. exactly what we wanted yeah. out of him. And like the whole rip your heart out. Like I, I want, I think he's someone that's gonna not break our hearts by not rip your heart out. Like when he says this, I could I figure that he's gonna win us games. Mm. He yeah. has that mamba mentality. Kind he of does. Idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great way to compare. Oh, it. I love it. I yeah, love me it. do too. So it wasn't just Coach Nagy. Um, all the surrounding teammates also had very good thing things to say about the lovable first-round draft pick. Darno Mooney, as Tyler said before, uh, he said he was smiling mid-route on a pass from uh, so-called Justin Fields, which is so cool to see because, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Mooney smile catching a ball from yeah. the balls, did he? No, Probably I saw not. a few reports that Andy Dalton threw two interceptions. Three. Or three? I actually, yeah, okay. I put it in here. Yeah, oh, you did? Okay. It, there, he threw three in practice, and I've seen a couple of Twitter videos of Fields outdoing Dalton mm. at uh, a camp. I, I kind of want to lead that into my hot take, but yeah. uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, who wants to bounce into the next take with the Bears? Uh, Damian Williams also said this is real quick about Fields. He threw the ball on cover two coverage. There's a little hole shot that you have to get into the back shoulder, and it was oh, beautiful. Oh, I did. Yes, really yeah, I read cool. about this too. Yeah, yeah, really mm-hmm. cool that he said that. I, I love all the praise that Fields is getting. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. studying like his intensive moves, so they now they they're grasping what he can do. And I'm just happy that players are realize recognizing mm-hmm. he's doing football plays. Like he's yeah, he's really doing hard plays that are so hard to mm-hmm. uh, c- compete with. I mean, being Andy Dalton. So this is exciting. I'm so happy to see players commenting on his sti- uh, his play style because. That's all we can get right now. Yeah, can't get any more. Um, so ultimately, Fields had some great plays on his first day, and of a real group practice, and not just with rookies. It was second team, but enough players to be either input starting lineup, blah blah. blah. Um, and he threw a deep touchdown pass to Demir Bird, which is like pretty much the highlight and of his I day. I was hoping that Bird would be a little bit involved in our offense, signing him this offseason. Oh, 100%. And Bird was be. really good on the Patriots. He didn't do too much because Cam Newton didn't really Doesn't do too throw. much with the Patriots. But yeah, they never threw. It's all right. I think Bird's going to show that he can be a valuable asset. I think he and Goodwin both there will be valuable assets. I think now I'm happy to see that kind of like our wide receiver core is no longer kind of by exhibition or by default of our mm-hmm. guys that we have mm-hmm. are going to play. It's going to be a real competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's got that basically great leader mentality right mm-hmm. now. He does. Coming to the Bears. He also corrected teammates at the line, making sure that the right personnel is in the huddle. He, ac- he accidentally dropped two snaps under center, but the pros do basically outweigh They the do. Mm-hmm. That's a rookie mistake. Everyone's but it's bound to happen. Yeah, in... in we talked about this. We talked mentioned about it a little bit. I saw two. You said three. Three. I three. heard three. That's three interceptions at OTAs. Wow. That's bad. Eesh. I think. <laughs> I kind of want to mention it now. I feel like with all this going on, obviously Justin Fields is getting crazy high praise, not only from Coach Nagy, mm. who was a quarterback, mm. quarterback guy, um, teammates, whatnot. I know. I know we faced the Rams Week One. But is it possible that the competition is going to be left open a bit? I mean, we're seeing Dalton. I definitely be Andy Dalton. And Justin Fields is being Justin Fields. Being the first practice, you can't say much. It's the first practice. Right, right, like right. Also, we, we have an amazing defense. So, like, if, if he was to ever play us in a Cowboys uniform against the Bears, like, he obviously 
he'd get shook because our That's defense would also got three interceptions. If the rookie can do it, I'm gonna if hand. I'm, I'll hand the keys to the rookie. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's Please. kind of the basis of conversation. I here. think it's we're like, all just waiting to see him play in a when real is football he, game. Yeah, I'm so excited. When is he ready? When, when like, is he ready? Like, mm-hmm. That's the question. Right now, do That's you think he's ready right at this moment? I mean, he's already out for performing. A guy who's been in the NFL since what? Since Twelve and whatnot, Ooh. something like that. 2011. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and he's smart guy. He's tough guy. We might see something early out of him. Yeah, we're desperate. I think so. We need it. I think so. What was what was a few weeks back on our DNT? Uh, what was my hot take? Week four, week five. You, I, oh, we you went early. You went early. You guys were I high. Like week I, I was high. You said you said ten. I did. You I feel like I did not say ten because you, you were high up. I no remember. way. You guys were because I'm big early. fields getting in early. Because I had just oh, maybe. Going in I feel like I you said ten because you pointed out a game specifically Ooh. too. No, so uh, I could be wrong. I wish I remembered. I, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure That's it out. That's all right. But in other news, I'm going to be uh, readjusting at this whole offseason. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> in other news, Cole Commit did take some online classes this year in an effort to finish his degree at Notre Dame. Congrats, Congrats. Congrats. Notre Dame tight end graduates. Yeah, for really Super cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And Roquan Smith also was ranked eighth best linebacker in the offseason player rankings. Oh, I was really hurt mm-hmm. by that. I was actually yeah. wanting to pull up the list to see who was in front of him because that is shockingly embarrassing. Eighth. I he was not all pro, seriously all pro snub. Yeah. That's that is my unbiased take. He's a serious all pro snub last season. That's like the I've been talking That's to brutal. I've been talking to Dan a little bit. That's yeah. the jersey I want to get next is oh. a Roquan Smith one because mm-hmm. yeah. he's I have a Khalil Mack because I think a lot of people. Cool. I've, I've yeah, cool yeah, well. that's fair. That's the yeah. first one I bought. He was like the first big piece that the Bears yeah. had. He and Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David Montgomery released information that this offseason he was working with a group of local uh, relay track runners in a, a method to improve his running speed after immediate ball handoff and also a stat pro- that basically this offseason that he wants to become faster than ever before. I read about this, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you put this in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. It was, there is, it's not the guy that he went to. I think it's in the suburbs. And I think yeah. it's on the west side. But um, th- it's not the first pro athlete that this guy has handled before. So I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. if this works for him. And we've heard a lot of offseason training. I mean, who remembers when Mr. Trubisky worked with Drew Brees's, uh like oh, wow. physical trainer last offseason? Oh, uh, with a yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Chase Smith works yeah. with, or Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels yeah. works with the same guy too. And then they, everyone was saying like, "Oh my gosh, Mitchell, he's he's throwing better. <laughs> he's running faster. He's he's throwing farther." I remember <laughs> on the on the opposition of that. I remember last off season when Mitch and Anthony Miller were both saying, "Oh yeah, we've been doing route running the whole time." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, whatever. Anthony Miller <laughs> hasn't done anything for the Bears yeah, since he his rookie need... year. His rookie year is phenomenal. But his rookie year is great. Yeah, he's kind of you know. Remember what happened with Nick Foles when they're like, "Oh, nobody wants him." Yeah, Anthony Miller's. I think that kind he of is. guy. That no, he is. I'm the sure post. they put him on the block. Nobody wants did. Anthony Miller because everyone no. is like, yeah, you know what? You haven't proved anything on that team. I don't think you can prove it's it. It's not only that he hasn't good. proved anything. It's just that. I mean, yeah, it's, he proves himself his rookie problems, right? year. It's his off the field issues that exactly. also contributes to that. I mean, yeah, he has. I mean, I can't. I remember the Saints game when he got ejected. I was like, you got to be kidding me right now. You yeah. cannot get ejected from this game. Uh, Bleach Report just say says that the Bears have the second best chances of winning the division this year. After all, after Green Bay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I was going to ask so about that. This is a difficult one to, to I, say now. Bleacher Report has plenty of articles. It's <laughs> not the main place I get my information from, but I thought I found this one super interesting because they had some well-known facts. Like this isn't just uh, for this year, but they have like the 
best chances, I guess, for the future. Mm. Oh, like what mm. this year would mean for the future if this team, if it, let me okay, let me rephrase this. If the team that each team is building mm-hmm. is going to stay onwards for the next five years, and each team in this division, then this is this would be their placement. They still had gotcha. Green Bay first with, with Jordan Love. Okay. Without whoa, Aaron Rodgers, with whoa, Jordan whoa, Love. Whoa, and, then, whoa, whoa, and then Justin that Fields. Stab in the heart. It's second with the Bears. <laughs> that Justin, I mean, we could go on for j- days about Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. That 100%. situation is horrendous. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting because they're always getting things wrong on Bleacher Report. But I want to add in because it was quite thoughtful. I mean, to put them second, but then Jordan Love put the Put the first. This I guess. is going to be one of those, and one of the few times I'm going to say I have no comment. Yeah, this is ter- it's just this is like this, I yeah. did bet the Bears to win the division before we had Justin Fields a while ago. Yeah, so such th- a good call. This was after that. we picked up Andy Dalton when our odds went down. Yeah, so we were at 55, so good odds. Yeah, we were at 5,500, and the odds went down to 6,000 after oh, we picked up Andy goodness, Dalton. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Eh, give it a shot. Let, let's see what happens this draft. And yeah. then Justin Fields came mm-hmm. along. I know I'm hoping that. And if Aaron Rodgers leaves, yeah. that bet might be locked up. That was yeah. with, no, I'm sorry. The 6,000, that was for the Super Bowl. Oh, oh Super okay, Bowl. okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But uh, another news, I kind of bounced over this. This was in really cool information I saw on Twitter. And I I want to see if I can get tickets to go to this, that fans can be allowed to go to Bears training camp this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see Justin Fields just. Be Justin oh Fields. yeah, I want to see Justin. It was. I remember I'm, like. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You I was a little. Right I was gonna say I was a little heartbroken because I'm from the Southwest suburbs and it used to be in Bourbon A at Nazarene <laughs> University and now that's not there anymore. Mm. I'm a little heart. I'm a little heartbroken. It's funny watching them play there it because is. it's like, you guys look. You guys are like too big for this playground. Like it's kind of ridiculous. I remember but. going in and, and watching them once. I did it once in my life and I remember uh, the players running out of the tunnel. I yeah. got like, several autographs. Oh Never yeah. to this day oh, do I remember who I, any of them are. Well, I remember I was at a training camp when I was really young and Adewale, do you guys remember Adewale Goulier? He's a DT. I re- oh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I do. 93. He just walked up to me and gave me a shoe. <laughs> really bizarre. But Hell just yeah. walked. I was like, okay. Oh, Sweet wow. shoe. It's, I still have it. It's huge. Still stinks? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's actually Still so cool. It's those it. little moment, like it's little those, moments like that. Yeah, it's little <laughs> moments like that just make you remember them forever. Look, gotta love that shoe. So, out of seventeen games, what will the Bears' final record be? I want to go last. You want to go last? <laughs> you want to go last? <sighs> Unless you want me to go. I have my answer. I thought this through, heartfelt. I'm gonna start with Dan on this one. The Bears, the Bears will At, go seven and ten. Okay. Yeah. The Bears will go seven and ten. And let's just say that they most of the games that they do lose are going to be away games, and they yeah. do not struggle at home. I believe the Bears will not struggle at home this year. They will seven. Yeah, I like ten. that take. Ten and seven. Wait, you said oh, seven, Lordy. Uh, seven Lordy, and ten. If you start with Se- double digits, so you digits. said seven and ten. Seven and ten. If you start this with double digits, come on, relax. Our schedule is unreal. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Third hardest. Oh, third, third hardest. hardest. It should That's be the right. hardest. I'm should shocked. Be the hardest. Who has yes. the hardest? I I, I want to see that <laughs> schedule. Seriously, ours is out of this yeah, world. The hardest. And you thought wrong on my prediction. <laughs> I wasn't going to go double digits. Okay, I was going to go. God. They're going to have nine wins. Okay, nine wins. I want the Bears are going to win the division this year, in my opinion. The Packers, Packers are so is not there. The, the Packers are so uncertain right now. They have no idea what's going on. It, Jaren, they are. Jordan Love just walked up to the stand today and was like, "Really funny." He's, oh, yeah. uh, I'm ready to yeah. take on whatever. <laughs> and, I'll do and, it. And I was watching all these analysts, and they're like, "Oh, are you? Like, no, you you're haven't not. had one snap at all. No, I don't think you're. I know it's a bold statement to kind of say that following up Aaron Rodgers. But it is. I think they'll go nine and. There's a bye week, so it wasn't nine, nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's really. I mean, he wasn't even playing when Rodney. Yeah. When, when was the game that you remember we talked about this? Like Tim Boyle was playing over him in the games that he came in. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Jordan Love is literally the third string. He is mm-hmm. the third string. Yeah, he's and they not. signed like four other court. Like uh, he's Blake not Bortles. relevant mm-hmm. anymore. Blake Bortles, Bortles is on that team Bortles. right now. And just to dive real quickly in the Packers situation, I know I don't like him, but I'm just gonna give my advice. If your MVP quarterback says fire the guy who's actually is unbiasedly terrible at his yeah. job, fire him. Has proven. Imagine this. Yeah. Imagine this. Aaron, we imagine the Bears have Aaron Rodgers, right? And he comes up to us and he says, "Look, we're not getting the Super Bowl. We're not winning." Imagine like 2018, right? Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't, can't get past the first round. He's like, "Ryan Pace is not the guy. We need to get rid of Ryan Pace." Mm-hmm. Every Bears fan, probably everyone in the Bears organization, is like, "No problem, Aaron. Yeah, I'll do Honestly, that. Aaron, I'll, you're right. Do you want me to do it right now? Because I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go find him right now. Aaron. I will go find him. And, and you're right. Fire even him if he right wasn't now. on the Bears, even if he was on the Packers, right. and he told us that, we'd be like, you yes. know what? Sure, he's right. No problem. Because this guy also just in the past draft just took a cornerback in the first round that belonged in the third. Yeah. Dude is horrible. That I could not believe no. that. You're right. So no uh, wide receiver. Oh, he took who the guy he take from. Oh my. They took him from Clemson. Amani Bates. Is that his name? They took a wide receiver. They finally yeah, took they a wide receiver. A, they yeah, haven't they taken did. a wide receiver in the they first round still. It's still standing mm-hmm. since 2000. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. But yep. he's, I don't want to go on a rant. About so the you didn't either. give us uh, your record. My record is right between you guys. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Okay. I think nine. double eight. digits is a bit too much. Yeah. We're clo- it's close. It's, it's, it's right there. Yeah. But seven, I will say, eight, I will nine. say with before when we didn't have fields, I said three and 14. Nobody's saying 16 and 0 or, you know, 17. 17. No one's saying that. What's the Packers record with Jordan Love? With Jordan Love, what's the Packers record? That's it's a like losing fourteen. Record. Yeah, it's, that's a, it's really that's a healthy. He's not. Oh man, he's scary. Right, I've seen right. he's not ready. I've seen too many training camp videos with him. Yeah, it's horrible. True. I want to like, bounce like into that. this question. Yeah, who's going to be the biggest gem of the Bears? And I want to uh, propose yeah. another question. Okay, who's going to be the biggest hidden gem of the Bears? Someone. And no then one's really. The, let's do another one. Who's going to be the biggest bust? Oh, okay, let's do all. Okay. So this going to be our. So this is our hot take. All of our hot takes are going to well, be yeah. bust, gem, yeah. hidden gem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Who wants to start? So I'm going to... I guess I'll start first. Okay. So the biggest gem is going to be Justin Fields. Okay. That's fair. I Everyone knows that he's the 11th pick for the Bears. It was in our intro he is video. Everyone loves him in the city of Everyone Chicago. Loves Everyone's him, yeah. rocking Fields jerseys. He's the gem right now in the city of Chicago. Wait, is gem defined as like MVP of the team or like fan favorite? Let's say hit like hidden gem is a player that's gonna, more underrated. That's what sure. I'm going to do. Gem will be that. like a player that obviously the whole world is raving about. Mm. Like it could be a Justin Fields or a David Montgomery or okay. a, like, a, a larger okay. names mm. player. And then once we go ahead into like second stringers or like special teams players, yeah, maybe that, hidden, that'll be more hit. hidden gem. Okay. Let's just, because I was thinking of so, it too, yeah. let's just do it that way. So and yeah, honestly, just pick who you want. Okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll go with that. My gem of the Bears, yeah, is going to be Justin Fields. Yeah. My hidden gem is going to be, once he comes back from injury, Daz Newsome. That's going to be I my like hidden gem. That. That's going to be my hidden gem. I really like that. Wide receiver Dad, I'm Daz so Newsome out happy. of North Carolina. I'm so happy I forgot about his name because mm-hmm. we have so many wide receivers this year. It's so great. And then what was, what are we doing with that? Bust. And then bust. Oh, the biggest, biggest bust. bust. That's a tough one. The biggest bust on the Bears roster. I don't want to say it. It's it's gonna be. I'm a tied between two. It's either gonna be Marquise Goodwin or Andy Dalton. Okay. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. I'm stuck. Can he between be a bust two. if people hate him? 
I guess. But he can be a... Bu- That's can, true. <laughs> yeah, he could, come no in, he could come in and not win a game the way when I he starts think, week one. The way I could think Andy Dalton is being a bust sure. is... I'm looking at the money he's being paid right now in the right. Bears. Way too much. If he cannot prove that he can get paid at least that amount of money, yeah. then that's considered a bust. If he yeah. technically has to get benched for Justin Fields, if he starts the yeah. season, ends up choking, I Justin feel like Fields it's inevitable. I feel like even yeah. if he, like, it, it could even be last year. Remember, um, Mitch was technically 3-0 and before he got yanked mm-hmm. during the game against the Falcons for Foles. So it's tough to tell, but I do like that take because I, I do feel like it's inevitable that Andy Dalton at some point will get yanked, even if he is winning games. And don't get me wrong, I love Marquise Goodwin. He was amazing on the Raiders. He just hasn't proved anything in he's a few years. He's from the 49 yeah, Oh my gosh. Yeah. What, who am I thinking of? Who's on the Raiders? Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Not, not probably. Nelson. I'm not thinking of Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> you always think of Who's about on the Ravens? Amari Cooper. This There's a good one. Was... Isn't there a good one on the Ravens? On the Raiders, you mean? Raiders or Ravens? Ravens. Wasn't there a good Ravens. one on the Raiders? Yeah, Ravens? that's uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Brown. Yeah. I guess oh that's kind of like... Hollywood Brown. That's, no, that's I, you sure know what? I'm just Marquise getting... Goodwin. Let me no, just bounce Goodwin, out of that. So, whatever. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, dude? Who knows? <laughs> like I say, yeah. anytime I bash anyone here, I want them to prove me wrong. Please, no, Marquise Goodwin, prove me wrong because yes. he was really good for a few years on the 49ers, and I'm hoping he can prove me wrong with that. So, yeah. let's go to one of you guys with your... Three picks. I will. I'll take it. Okay. So my gem, my gem is gonna be, and I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna go off as he's gonna be MVP. And I had him actually as I did like a an article on like season Bears like awards like MVP, rookie of the year, offensive, whatever MVP. Um, and my MVP, my gem is gonna be Roquan Smith because I think this year he's gonna come mm-hmm. back with vengeance, and I think hopefully he'll hopefully he'll be a Pro Bowler at this the least and maybe an All Pro. Um, I think my hidden gem. My hidden gem is going to be Cole Komet. I think Sweet. that he had a really tough first season, and we have very high expectations for him because he like was the best tight end in the 2020 draft. So I think that he'll at least be reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, and my bust, this is a tough one. I actually kind of want to tangle this into my bust is going to be Desmond Trufant because I think he's getting well too much hype. And I think it's kind of like, um, yay, we have a, a starting cornerback. But last year, I'm pretty sure, I'll look it up while Dan's doing his, mm. but his ex- allowed completion percentage was well over 70% of passes. And he allowed a super high QBR. <laughs> He's just not a good cornerback. And well, my hope is that it's it was the Lions, because Jeff Okuda was also not good. But I'm mm. hoping that our system, Sean Desai, he was a corner or a defensive backs coach. I'm hoping that it helps him, but he's going to be my bust. When long story short, when I heard that Desmond Trufant came to the bear or signed with the Bears, I said, "Eesh." Yeah, I'm happy you said that because that's the right reaction to that. Yeah, that signing. Mainly, oh, he could be the starting cornerback, and then they're like, "Oh, there's a cornerback competition." So obviously, he's not the key piece for the Bears right now. I was when you heard when you heard competition, he's not the key piece. No, he's not, and I'm I was wrong. He Mm. did allow 68.8 percent of the passes targeted against. It's horrible. Yeah, Um, is the cute the Passer rating that he allowed was 111.3, which is really high. Again, um, missed tackle percentage, 20%. That's horrible. Dan, let's get into yours. All right, so I would say my gem is going to be David Montgomery. Thank God you said that. I have a Montgomery. He's going oh, yeah, to be the gem because I believe he's going to change the offense. I think the offense last year went from terrible passing plays to this year yep. is going to be 
David Montgomery, you lead the offense. I because hope. quarterback play mm-hmm. might not be as beautiful. He's going to lead the offense. He's going to get his 20 touches a game. So I think he's going to be the gem here. Hidden gem. I'm going to go with Thomas Graham Jr. I like that. The sixth-round pick Yo, out of Oregon. See, I'm nervous I, for him just because of the situation that he's in. He's a really big guy. And he's short. Oh, is he's, he, he's, I, he's... I thought he... Yeah. He's, like, big and short. Okay, that's... Okay, Stocky yeah. Stocky and short. So we'll see where they put him. Yeah. But I love that take. I'm excited because I think... I mean, it's always the younger guys that are going to end up taking the job anyway. So I think he utilizes his skill set, and I think he takes that starting cornerback job. Opposite of Jalen Johnson, I think we've wow. Two if best he'd be a starter, that'd be so nice. Yeah, I was even thinking I'd love him in the slot because I was not impressed by Duke Shelley nor Kendall mm-hmm. Builder last year. So if even he can take those, I would be happy. Uh, my biggest bust will be Danny Trevathan. Oh, that's Ooh. so because easy. I think teams, <laughs> I think teams last horrendous. year def- or offenses understood his play style for this year, and he's going to be utilized the same exact way yeah, because we will. paid him the money, and he's not going to change his play style because I mean it's he's, One he's of an the athlete. Worst pass coverage linebackers. So I think he'll have a worse season than he did last year, which is already pretty bad. It's the North Side Report. It's Chicago Cubs time. Let's go right to the North Side Report with the Chicago Cubs. So Cubs fans, guess what? We're still in first place in the NL Central. And we did bounce out a little little bit. We were in second place because they started losing a few. We'll talk about that. Right, yeah, we'll talk about that. uh, It's a great feeling to have two Chicago teams in first place right now. It is. Uh, right now, they are currently 35 and 27 overall, 21 and 10 at home, and 14 is 17 away. And they're currently half a game up in first right now. So the Cubs have played every day since the last time we met with you guys last Thursday. So we'll quickly recap these games. And all these games have been on the road as well for the Cubs. So last Thursday, the Cubs started a four game series against the San Francisco Giants. Uh, the Cubs lost game one, seven to two. Jock Peterson hit his fifth home run for the Cubs. And Zach Davies uh, lost for the first time since April 16th. He allowed eight hits and four runs and four and one-thirds innings pitched. So now Davies is two and three for the Cubs. Yep. The big care comparison, obviously, you Darvish to Zach Davies because that was the huge trade in the offseason. Yeah. With Carantini going to the Padres. Yeah, they recap- they kind of recouped that in games. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah, So in, and then in game two, the Cubs lost 8-5. to five. Chris Bryant hit his 13th home run. Jack Peterson also connected as well. Uh, the Cubs lost consecutive games for the first time since dropping three straight to the Pirates and Indians from May 9th to the 12th. And then also Arietta allowed six runs and six hits in two innings. And then the 2015 NL Cy Young winner has lost five of his last seven starts for the Cubs. That's tough. Five of six on the season right now. And the Cubs were 0 of 6 with runners in scoring position this game. Yeah. It's been a big issue. We've it's, mentioned that yeah, a million times. We here. have talked about that a lot. Who wants to take over game three for me? I can take over game three. Cubs lost game three last Saturday, four to three. This is obviously the Cubs have dropped three straight since we talked about the other two games. The Cubs had won 9 of 10 before making their trip to the West Coast since 2019. Patrick Wisdom hit his fifth home run in 12 games for the Cubs. Jason Hayward, fresh off of the IL list, went 0 for 4 for Chicago. Uh, Stewart allowed 7 hits and 3 runs in 3 and 2 thirds innings. And after losing 3 straight, the Cubs manager, David Ross, had some words to say. Quote, I don't think we've played terrible baseball, he said. The first couple of games, we came up short on the front end. Today, their pitcher was pretty darn good. The offense wasn't really on point today, and a lot of that goes to their starting pitcher. Can I just stop real quick Please. and talk about Patrick stop. Wisdom? Real Patrick quick. Wisdom. That's big, a name. Big play. 
Big name. Big play. That's going to be a name we're going to talk a lot about in this d and And this is what we I notice with the Cubs. They always yeah. find the like the little guys to come on and play, and now they're big names. Like I'm hearing Wisdom all the time now. Yes. I'm, I'm seeing Wisdom jerseys out of nowhere. That's wild. I was watching like, one game, I think a few days ago. I'm like, oh, Patrick Wisdom's up to up to the bat. And then, but what game was that? Was it the Jazz game? Jazz Clips game? I think it was a Jazz game Clips one. Game. And I'm like, okay, I'm bouncing back and forth. I'm like, okay, I'm going to see what's going on. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear a buzz on my phone, and I look, and it says Patrick Wisdom hit a two-run home run. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I missed <laughs> it. I, of course, I turned off the." Ch- that always, uh, I feel like that always happens. That always uh, happens. That's all right, but yeah, Patrick Wisdom is going to be a key piece. is is already becoming a key piece for this Cubs offense, oh, yeah. and I believe he's, you know, he's due to be that person. Well, he you know? saved the Cubs and from getting swept by the Giants mm-hmm. here after they won in Game Four, four to three, and he hit a pair of home runs and drove in three runs and helping the Cubs avoid that four-game sweep. Wisdom now has seven home runs in 13 games this season. He has a hit in nine of 11 games since his May 25th recall from AAA in Iowa. And he said, the home runs come from when I'm not trying to do too much, he said. It's being relaxed and looking for a pitch I can drive. He's a very relaxed player on the Cubs. He's got the right mentality mm. for, That's what for like. a major league. I mean, he, he, he seems ready in my eyes, yeah. Yeah, so Kyle Side Hendricks that game, he won his fifth straight start, allowing three runs and seven hits in six and one-thirds innings. He walked two and struck out five in earning his first win over San Francisco in his five career starts. So Kyle Hendricks on the career, or on the year is now seven to four. Uh, Hendricks allowed only one hit after the six or the second inning. And Craig Kimbrell struck out two in the perfect ninth for his 14th save in 16 chances. He's been so good. Mm-hmm. Really After last, you know, we, we did talk, talk about Craig Kimbrell and his expectations, and he's quite exceeding them. This the last season. few years, with or especially last year with the Cubs when we picked them up, he did not perform right. up to expectations. Yep. And then David Ross kind of talked to the media and said, "I will pull him if needed." And now look, no need, no, <laughs> no need no, as a reason, no need to pull him yet because no. he just got his 14 save and 16 chances. Pretty cool, really solid. Uh, and then on Monday, June seventh, seventh, the Cubs had south to San Fran to take on the San Diego Padres in a three-game series. The Cubs lost game one, nine to four. Uh, Alzole is now or left in the fourth with a blister on his right middle finger after walking leadoff batter Tommy Pham, who reached the base four times. Alzole is four or five on the season. Uh, he threw 82 pitches in three-plus innings, giving up four runs, five hits, and five walks. A lot of pitches. That's a lot. A lot of pitches for that amount. Of, I mean, I, he's trying his best. I, it's it's tough. The most I have seen him watching, he hasn't been performing at his best. And I, I feel bad for this blister. He's injury. a young pitcher. It just it happened to you, Darvish. I think it's going to happen to him. Right. And it's. I hope it's. He's not going to be one of those players. When once the Cubs give him up, he's going to maybe find his stride because yeah. he's going to get to that age. Because that's what, like I just said, that's what happened with you, Darvish. But Ian Happ did hit a solo homer in the seventh. So, yeah, good, good for the Cubs, obviously. Well, not good for the Cubs. Not but, good for that first game, yeah. But Ian Happ did homer. I've been talking about how Ian Happ needs to start, you know, rolling the wheel piece. a little bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so in game two, the Cubs won 7-1. to Zach Davies allowed just one hit in six scoreless innings, struck out four, and walked two. Anthony Rizzo homered and drove in four runs, and Patrick Wisdom hit another Deep homer. again. Wow. Patrick Wisdom is Patrick a, Wisdom. It's a great name to. It's a cool name. It comes off the tongue well. It does. I, I love it. So uh, Wilson Contreras also homered for the Cubs, and then Wisdom was chosen as NL Player of the Week on Monday after hitting six homers with nine RBIs. 
He has eight homers in 15 games, and then since being promoted from Triple A Iowa on May 25th. Uh, and then finally, yesterday the Cubs won Game Three, three to one. Uh, the victory allowed for the second series win against the Padres this year. Jack Peterson hit a game-tying home run off a of Yu Darvish. And Alcantara also homered, and Jake Arrieta threw five strong innings for the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs beat the Padres f- uh, five times in six games in their 10-day stretch, including a three-game street or sweep against the or at Wrigley Field last week. Uh, the Cubs back, bounced back nicely after losing the first three of four-game series at San Francisco. Rex Brothers pitched a perfect six for the win. That's a name that he hasn't been doing too hot for the Cubs. Right. He needs it just the bull, Cubs bullpen is the puzzle that just needs to kind of click mesh together at some point. At some point, and, and it won't happen now. Won't happen tomorrow. But at some point this mm. season, they should have that figured out. And, and then, brothers, he's trying his best. Mm. And then Craig Kimbrell pitched a perfect ninth for his 15th save and 17 chances. And then starting tomorrow, the Cubs are headed back to Wrigley for a three-game series against the rival St. Louis Cardinals. And then this is also the first time the Cubs will see 100% fan capacity at Wrigley Field. Let's get a round of applause for that one because I'm so excited for that one. Really cool. So excited to be at Wrigley, 100%. It's going to be electric. I think I said this before, and it's funny that you say that because... Uh, the game that I went to did not feel like sixty percent. It felt like a hundred. Really? It okay. was. It, I was like, I, I, I was looking wait. around. I was like, I don't even know if this wow. is sixty. I think it's. I think it's well over, because there were a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when the Padres were in town, there's a lot of people there. Uh, and then next Monday, the Cubs head to New York to take on the Mets in a four-game series. So Tough I believe matchup. next time we have a DNT, that will be a new series a new for series. the Cubs. Yeah. So real quick. Just to discuss the team leaders for the Cubs like we do at the end of every segment. So the team leaders we got is leading the club is for batting averages Chris Bryant with a 307. That is ninth in the MLB. Uh, Bryant also leads the Cubs in hits with 65. And then Baez leads in home runs with 14. And also he leads in RBIs with 39. Big season for Javi and Chris Bryant as well. I remember, like, what was that? So this is the season for them. I mean, and they... They're stat padding, and then they made it to first, which is like the craziest thing in my eyes. Really cool. I bet they didn't expect to be this good this year. No, not at all. It felt like in the offseason that they were possibly blowing it up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Interesting stuff. Uh, let's go into hot takes, shall we? I've talked a little bit. Let's go into one of you guys real quick. So seeing the recent slump of this Cubs unit, um, I could tell David David Ross is taking it easy on these players for like yeah. their, their recent losses. He's blaming it more on the pitching and more on... Um, the other teams being stronger. Strong, yeah, you're the first. You're you're first right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there shouldn't be any excuses. You're playing as the first first seed team should be playing. You know, so give give the players a little bit more credit and make it push them to where they need to go. Um, so my hot take is that David Ross needs to buckle up a little bit stronger for the for like the Light ending of right of this season because we yeah. we have to perform mm. stronger. We can't just kind of give up at this moment. And I expect agree. us to lose mm-hmm. it. It's a good take. Uh, I'll go into my hot take, shall we? So. Hot take with the Cubs is I'm looking at, obviously, their upcoming schedule. And when we have 100% capacity at Wrigley, this is time for the Cubs to sweep the Cardinals because they're dealing with lots of injuries right now, the St. Louis Cardinals. And it's time for the Cubs to sweep them so they can stay up top because the Mets are a really good team. Really solid team. And obviously, they got good pitching. They got Jacob DeGrom. They got good hitting. Lindor. But so the Cubs need to get that 
that sweep it, Wrigley, so that the Mets, if they lose a few, it won't affect them so that when they can come back to Wrigley later on. They can afford they can, it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because their away record isn't too well, obviously. Good take. Real quick. My hot take <laughs> is that the Cubs will trade for a starting pitcher before the end of the trade deadline, which is July 30th. Obviously, we talked about the inconsistency with Zach Davies, Jake Arrieta, uh, Alzale. So I think that they will try to trade for a pitcher uh, by the end of the deadline. And that I've also heard that uh, the Nationals might be making Scherzer available, if that's true. Max Scherzer. I've wow. heard. That's what I've heard. So That's a big name. They could try to put their name in the hat for that one. Um, but we'll see. I think they'll try to trade for a pitcher before the deadline. The Southside Report is here. It's White Sox time. Sox fans, we're still in first place. And guess what? The Sox have been killing it recently. The Sox are four games up in first place in the AL Central, uh, 37 and 24 overall, 24 and 11 at home, and 13 and 13 away. Uh, The Sox have played two different series since the last time we met with you guys. So quickly, let's wrap up. And also, they're wrapping up the final game against the Blue Jays right now. So the the score of that game right now is 3-0 White Sox in the top of the third. Uh, I don't know who scored. I know um, what happened because I have it on my phone. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was Jose Abreu doubled in the bottom of the first. Your main Mercedes scored. Funny because it's funny you say that because I feel like you'll never say that again because your mean is batting second tonight, which is insanely bizarre. We'll talk about later why, but mm. yeah, you'll never mm. see Abreu knocking in Mercedes. That is, yeah, that is really wild. bizarre. And then Yasmani Grandal hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the first. That man leads the MLB in strikeouts, walks, and home run percentage. It is over 60%. He's also the highest-played player on the White Sox. Did you know that? I did not. It's extremely disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) He's the highest I looked that up. I wish we kept James McCann, but that's for another day. Uh, So last Thursday, June 3rd, the Sox started a four-game series against the Detroit Tigers at Guaranteed Rate Field. The Sox won game one, four to one. Mancada and Lamb connected in the first two innings as Chicago grabbed a 2-0 lead. Grandal made it a three-run or three-one, obviously, with a four-one or four fifty-seven foot drive to right center. Uh, Larusa picked up a career victory, number two thousand seven hundred and sixty-two, and then this was to move one within John McGraw's record, and then the White Sox won for the eighth time in eleven games. Lance Lynn went six innings, allowing one run and four hits. The right-hander threw 80, 89 pitches and improving to 6-0 and in the past seven starts. Lance Lynn is now 7-1 and on he's the season. Kind of, I had this as my original hot take, but I changed it. But he's kind of our ace now. Yeah, that's, Lance that's what I was thinking too. is unbelievable. Really good pitcher. A lot of emotion. He's a real team leader. Did you um, see that energy last night love the, the He has oh. a crazy energy. He's just... He's exactly what Chicago needs at this moment. He does. He does. He's yes, the vibe. Correct. He's he's the fuel that lights the fire to get to the to the World Series. Especially I mean, for the nerve wracking amount of mm. discomfort we've had in the starting pitchers and yeah, the bullpen. Yeah. I love him. So uh, Liam Hendricks came on in the ninth for his American League, leading 14 save and 16 chances. And the White Sox, same as Kimbrel. Mm-hmm. And the White Sox also got their 12th win in 13 games against Detroit. Uh, you want to take over? I'll game take two? game two against the Tigers. The Sox won nine to eight with the victory. Larusa tied McGraw for second place with win number 2,763. This 76 year old Larusa has a long way to go to catch Connie Mack, who has won 3,731 games in his career. That is a lot of games. It is. Do you think he, he catches up? A thousand more games. I don't know. I hope, honestly, I hope not. I hope not. I hope he doesn't catch <laughs> Well, maybe, I actually don't say that I hope not. I hope he catches it somewhere else. 
not here, yeah. but somewhere else. <laughs> Good way of putting it. Yasmani Grandal homered twice in this game. Nick Magical also homered for the White Sox, his second of the season, because obviously he's not a home run hitting type of guy. Uh, Mercedes, who was in uh, a uh, hitting skid of 0-22 in his last pl- uh, 22 plate appearances, he lined a single to left on a 1-0 pitch. This gave the White Sox their ninth win in 12 games and set off a celebration near first base. I saw this live, and it was it was cool, very very electric. I have to give myself kudos because yeah. I, my hot take before this series was that he would break it in this series. His his hitting slump since he, he didn't have a hit since the first game against the Orioles. Mm. Super happy that went through. Uh, also in really cool fashion, that it was a walk off single. So I know props to him. <laughs> that really makes cool. it so much more meaningful. It does. And Dallas Keuchel also threw six innings, allowing two runs, one earned, and five hits. So game three, the Sox lost this one four to three. Rookie outfielder Andrew Vaughn was reinstated from the COVID-19 injured list. Nick Madrigal and Yoan Moncada had two hits apiece for the White Sox, who for the first time wore the new Southside all-black uniforms. So those are some <clears throat> nice. So uniforms. they are. Sorry, they're so much better. Compared, oh, we didn't even I know. talk about that. They might be like that. number they're, one in the league. They might like the be. Coolest. They probably are number one. And it's it's not even to like go against the Cubs because the Cubs mm-hmm. are they're still pretty cool. But the White Sox are nasty, and oh, I, so cool. I kind of felt bad for him. It was eighty-seven, maybe ninety, the day There's, that they played in the first time. Yeah. I was like, "You guys gotta be dying <laughs> out there, man!" All black, yeah, all black out there. It's always a funeral. That's why. <laughs> hey, because they're just playing well this year, and I'm so happy when I you see too. a good team playing and they give you a cool jersey, because they're gonna look at this jersey for years to come. Yeah, like, I, you look at the old the '90s Bulls jerseys and like, oh, yes. how cool mm-hmm. those are. Here we get another pair With the, of pinstripe. Are you talking about the cursive? Yeah, Chicago. on the cursive. Oh, those yeah. are beautiful. And these are going to come back again in another 30, 40 years. I would lo- love it. I'm happy you said that. I'd love to see I didn't even think about that, yeah. but I love hearing that. That's, That's what happens with point. jerseys. The team does good, and then they remember those jerseys yes. forever. And these yes. are the ones these that are the remember. ones. These right. are the ones you want a good team Hell for. Yeah. I would oh, yeah. not want 100 losses like we had in these jerseys. That would be so not meaningful. <laughs> but uh, White Sox better struck out a season high 16 times, their 25th game in double digits. Lucas Giolito gave up four runs and seven hits in seven innings, including all three homers and struck out nine. He's now five and five. He had won his previous three starts and went four and two with a 2.41 ERA in the month of May. Uh, outfielder Billy Hamilton exited the fourth inning after an athletic trainer checked on him during his prior at bat. This was some right side soreness. That sounds like a hockey yeah. injury. That's extremely He big. is l- very high up in stolen bases for the White Sox. Yeah, he is. I know... Uh, I didn't put this in there, but Tim Anderson's fourth right now for the White Sox in stolen bases in the whole. He LMB. might have surpassed him last night. I know he stole two last night. Yeah, I don't the know whole how close LMB he was. is fourth. Okay, okay, yeah. But I did. I think this is really interesting that Billy Hamilton got hurt because he was finally. F- he had a hitting streak. A, he went four for four one game. This is a. Is this a common theme? I hope this isn't a common theme with the White Sox. Well, we're gonna get into more of that. Yeah, this we will. Yeah, we'll extremely see common theme. We will because Billy Hamilton hit. What was it? He hit a home run. We on our last DNT we talked about. Yes. It. it was there. He hit a home run. It was. Then the next night he hit two home runs in one night. And one. Or of the, I don't like know that, if we're yeah. talking about the same game, but he hit an inside the park home run, quote mm. unquote. It was a triple with a throwing error. Mm. But he was on it. He was on fire at the plate. And, and he, he's always been a solid defender too in the outfield which was what we needed at this point uh so in this game or no so in the last game against the tigers the Sox won three to zero and because of this win Larusa moved past john McGraw in sole possession of second on baseball's manager win list uh, the most important part this is what Larusa said the most important part of this season so far is the way the players have included me as part of this family wow that is a huge lie that is, I mean, I know. very far fetched. Wow, yeah, that's a this man loves 
just with the media, man. He's all over it. You know what he I does say, love the media. You know what I say with him? Just kind of let him chill. He's he's a little bit older. Just kind of let him do chill. You, let him that, be the manager. They, he's won some World Series. I you know. That's the mentality that we had coming into this thing was, you know, obviously mm-hmm. he's not going to be the chemistry guy, but he's going to be the guy that sets lineups, the guy that gets us mm-hmm. wins. If anything, I'm sorry to say it, but he has only cost us games at this point. I do still hope that the team is going with their, you know, that strategy of letting do what he needs to do and mm-hmm. let us just play uh, because that whole Yerman Mercedes deal was annoying. Mm-hmm. And That's pathetic. Like it, should, it, it, was it shouldn't pathetic. be like that. It should not no, be like it should that. Never it should be, be like all fun that. games. Not only should it be that, if it just should be internal. Yeah. I don't think he should have gone to the press with all of his opinions and just kind of went at our own team, which was mm-hmm. kind of a disgrace. But exactly. Um, but yeah. Anyways, back to yeah. So Cease in that game struck out ten in seven sparkling innings, and Anderson also had two hits and two RBIs this game. Uh, Aaron Bummer got three outs before Liam Hendricks worked the ninth for his fifteenth save. Uh, off, or obviously, Billy Hamilton was placed on a 10-day IL, and Adam Engel was reinstated from the IL. Yeah, which, yeah, I'll give a comment. And I this mean, was, he's been, you were talking about Adam Engel last week. I was talking about Adam Engel last week because I would just wish to see him again. He was playing down in AAA, playing pretty well, I had heard. Um, and I think his call-up was because of Billy Hamilton. And in his first game back, he did rob a home run, which was really cool mm-hmm. to see. Um, he's essential, especially at this point in time where we keep losing guys and injuries, especially in the outfield. Um, I'm happy to have him back. Uh, and then a few days later on Tuesday, the Sox started a three-game home series against the Toronto Blue Jays. The White Sox won game one 6-1. to one. Uh, Chicago got on board with Vaughn's fifth homer of his rookie season and then followed by five runs in the eighth. Uh, Carlo- a huge yeah. yeah. Carlos Rondon allowed six hits in five innings. He struck out eight and walked two. Garrett Crozier got three outs for the win. He's now 2-2 two two for the season. Good for, he's having a good season. I'm mm. glad the young guy is. He's he's literally 21 years old and wow. he, uh, really young guy. Yeah. Got he got a cannon of an arm, man. He can yeah. throw 100 miles an hour. Super happy mm. for him. And then real quick, lastly to recap, yesterday the Sox lost six to two. Lance Lynn del- delivered another dominant start, but once he left the game, things kind of turned around for the little a little bit for the White Sox. Sadly true. That is sadly true. The way things happened. Lynn allowed four hits and he did not walk a batter. Dominant. He is, he is 6-0 and in eight starts, and then since his lone loss of the season to Cleveland on April 15th, the bullpen struggled, and so did the defense. It did. Uh, Madrigal was helped off the field with a sore right hamstring after he tried to beat out a grounder to in, in the end of the seventh. Yeah. Do we want to go over that now? Can we talk about how that was safe and he got called out for that? Yeah, that was. That's so it true. Su- it sucked because it was a non-contact <laughs> injury. It sucked that, because that's the worst to see. I know, because you know it's something that his Actually, body I'm couldn't, ki- couldn't handle. I can't. I have to back that up. I'm sorry. He didn't step on the base. So he technically couldn't have been safe. I forgot about like that. Yeah, up. he did not. Yeah. He, it was because of his injury. That's why right. he didn't step on the base. But yeah, you know what, Madrigal, I'm hoping he just got placed on 60-day 60 60 IL. 60-day IL. Tore his whole hamstring. Um the most that I I'll go into my hot take about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a tough occurrence, but we'll discuss. And then in this game, Jose Abreu also went down holding his left leg before his so first scary. at bat. And let's talk about this here. That quick. was so scary. So and let me get the story straight. He an umpire just like threw a bat. Yeah. Right? yeah so he, uh, tossed so it. Eric Botches, I think is his name, tried to toss the bat out of the way following uh, Yoan Mancada's RBI single. 
and that bat hit Abreu, Abreu. because he was trying to signal for Jay, Jake Lamb That's, where to slide yep. right behind the ump, and the ump was just trying to clear the bat out of the way. Right. Threw it right at his leg. Oh. And I heard you. They made it sound really dramatic. Oh, I was listening to this game on the radio, just driving around. Mm. But I, they made it sound like he was not coming back, which I was like, Yeah, they did make you it dramatic. Be kidding? You know what I mean? Because it's obviously an accident. You know, I mean, there's Clearly no, there's no fines that's going to go around or anything. Right. And mm. The most you'd expect is for it's just a sorry, like, I guess. But. It's just like a of course kind of moment with the Sox. How you know our our MVP goes down on yeah, the thrown course, right. bat from an umpire. <laughs> um, that was yeah. hurtful to see because you don't want to see that to anyone. No. He did seem to be in pain, mm-hmm. but he did uh, carry on within the game. No, exactly. And then also we did discuss that the Sox are playing right now as we speak in their final game against the Blue Jays. Uh, Keuchel does get the start tonight. I don't know how he's doing right now. Does, how many strikeouts? Do you, Such you a good any? question. So, and then we did talk about this in a little bit, that Nick Madrigal did get put on the 60-day IL yep. with a torn right hamstring. We picked up an outfielder from AAA and brought him up just so to put that in. I don't remember his name, to be honest. Okay. But yeah. Can't think of his name either. I did see the report. Yeah, yeah but anyway, and the get the score is three to zero right now. Score is three to zero. Mm-hmm. So uh, real quick, let's just go over the team leaders for the White Sox. Nick Madrigal has the best batting average on the White Sox with a three oh five. That is twelfth in the MLB. Abreu leads in home runs with eleven. He also leads in RBIs with forty six, and that's tied for fourth in the MLB. And then Madrigal also leads with hits with sixty one as well. So real quick. Hot takes, everyone's favorite section. Everyone's favorite section. I just want to point out real quick that Keiko is three innings through. He's walked one batter and he struck out five. He's oh, allowed wow. he's zero not, hits. He's doing good. Doing really well. Good. Super good for him. We need to win this series. Um, we're about to go into a series with the Rays after we visit the Tigers one more time. So, like we said about the Cubs, uh, we need the series against the Tigers so we can afford some against the Rays, especially without Magical, our best hitter. It'll be tough. Hmm. Let's get into the hot takes. My hot take is that uh, Danny Mendick, obviously, this was um, reported earlier that he will be filling in second base. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been solid this season. Um, mm-hmm. Not particularly as much as I thought behind the bat. He's, his batting average is 200. Uh, his on-base percentage is just over 300, which is not that great. Um, but he's solid uh, defender. Um, he's had his moments this season. So I think he'll I think he'll do us justice until we can get Magical back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my hot take. So for my hot take, I believe that Nick Madrigal was such a big piece of this team. He the was. loss of him will really not benefit us in any way. I believe the p- the position to fill him at second base will be changed uh, repeatedly within the 60 days that he is gone. I'm going to guess that there is going to be at least like three or four changes, obviously within the normal lineup, but physical lineup for who is going to replace him mm. time, time playing wise. The like only one else hits. I can think of is Lurie Garcia. But he's been needed in the outfield. And he's killing it in the outfield, And he has too. been. So would you say that there's any any room for uh, adjustments for new players to come in at this point in the season with Madrigal gone for 60 days? What do you guys think? Literally only unless someone else gets hurt at this point. I think we need to kind of... I don't think we'll be seeing many days off for guys. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I don't. I would love to see, obviously, someone replace Madrigal. Danny Mag... I know you were talking about Danny Magnus yeah. Sachs. I've been watching him a little bit. He's a... He's in not my the opinion, best. he's a little rusty, in my opinion. He's not the best. He's had solid moments this season. Yeah. I'm not happy with it, um, but I think he's been solid enough to hold up his own. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? Here's my hot take. With the White Sox, I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. I like to do my, with my hot takes, usually I like to do my the upcoming schedule, what they're doing. With. So, love to have the, I love seeing the Tigers on our schedule. 
at any point because it's just a bailout. Mm. You know, you're at least getting one, hopefully two wins out of that three game series. I just noticed we didn't uh, talk about the White Sox future games. Or I forgot to throw that. That's in. okay. Oh, that's all right. But so the White Sox future games I'm looking right now. We play the Detroit Tigers starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That is a three game series. And then starting on Monday, in Detroit too. That's in Detroit. Yep. Starting on Monday, we play the Rays. Super, so the, super tough series. That's going to be a tough series. But in my opinion, we struggled a little bit against the Tigers. A few weeks was that we last lost. Week? One, we lost one game to them. That was was um, that was it one game? We went three and one in that series. Oh, okay. I thought we lost. I swear we lost the series. But okay, mm. never mind. But it anyway. was no. It, it well, it, we didn't show out against them. Yeah. Is why you're saying that is because we didn't why blow any of them okay. out. They were all very close games. We're going to get a sweep with the Tigers. Uh, oh, wow. Going from, That's yep, a hot, hot take. We're going to go sweep, and then the Rays. I'm going to say we're going to win the series against the Rays 2-1. to one, cow. 2-1. to one. I'm, I'm hoping the White Sox can prove me wrong. Or not, not, obviously prove, I hope you prove you right. <laughs> prove, prove me right. In the se- what I've been talking about is, that, you know, with the players that are gone right now, I'm thinking the White Sox are going to struggle. But I want them to prove me wrong. And have them just go on a hitting streak. I think Abreu's going to take over. I think Moncada is going to start finding a little bit of a. He's been unreal this season. He's leading. He's second in the MLB in on base, on base mm-hmm. percentage and bases. Once total Billy bases. Hamilton comes back, yep, he's going to be a good piece for we, the White Sox. That's when I can see Dan's take coming mm-hmm. in. If if Lurie will then rotate with second because then we'll have Billy. Um, two options in right field with Eaton and Lurie, obviously, and then Vaughn and left. Mm-hmm. Makes so sense. obviously, Check White Sox. Prove, oh, and Ingle. Sorry, prove me wrong, White Sox, because I want you guys to continue the winning. Because I think, especially with Danny Magnick maybe being the second base position replacement. Yeah, I think that they might struggle, but I'm hoping that they can succeed. That's it's what I'm likely hoping. that they'll struggle, but I hey, if they if they sweep the Tigers and win against the Rays. I'm back on the ship that we're going to the series. We need a replacement for Nick Madrigal, and that has to be Jose Abreu, in my opinion. At second? No, I meant like oh, uh, hitting wise. Sorry, oh, hitting sorry. wise. Yeah, my bad. I should clarify. Um, no, that's okay. No, yeah, and yeah, I think you're right. I'd love to see Grandal step up because his batting average is atrocious. Um, yeah, but we need we need bats without hey, he, Madrigal. He's getting the walks. He's doing. He's doing his part with the walks and. Mm. The, the catching, Weird on the other hand, bombs. he's doing uh, all right. He, he's letting some balls kind of slip by him, but that's all right. He's been all right. The madhouse on Madison is pumped. It's Chicago Bulls time. The Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> it's so hard to do Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. But how this you do will it. this will be our last. <laughs> I thought time. you were warming up a, a yeah. Bruce Buffer. I was trying to. It's time. <laughs> So this will be our last <laughs> sports topic of the, of DNT over here. Oh at my DePaul. gosh! Yeah, DePaul. Wow. So let's, make, let's make it a good one. We got a lot of information. A lot here. of bull whips coming. It might not be an interesting team. Get them out now, season, you can. But there's a lot to speak about regarding the Chicago Bulls, like Todd just said. Um, so the Bulls don't have anything to play for at this time of the season, but there sure has been some buzz regarding this franchise as of lately. You want to start us off with what they're talking about, Tyler? Yeah, so as you have know, the Cubs, or not Cubs, oh my God. It's baseball baseball time in Chicago. It's all baseball. It is all baseball. This always (laughs) happens when they bounce in and out of Mistake the Cubs for the Bulls, that's fine. That's all right, but as you know, the Bulls are looking for a point guard of the future, Yep. and AK loves his foreign guys, and a couple days ago, we learned the Bulls are interested in a EuroLeague MVP. Danny. Vasilya yeah. <laughs> Micic. This is why I have Danny here. I have yep. the European guy. For the European guy. <laughs> he helps me out. So 
He got drafted in 2014 to the 76ers, and then those rights got traded to OKC. And then he has told NBA officials that he will not play in the NBA until he has a starting job for a winning team. Bold. Bold. And that is bold. Bold. Because, I mean, he bold. just won MVP. Yeah. So why, why would he want to leave, you know? Unless I have a starting job for a winning team. Oh, that's, that's a bold that a tough I mean, hey, I, I bet Luka would have done the same thing. If he knew he wouldn't have a starting position, do you think he would have came to the NBA or just go win MVP again? I don't know. I would just such a w- difficult question. It is mm. a difficult question because that's I mean in his pos- perspective. What's the payment like? I don't even know. I have no clue. That's what I'd love. But in to his know. perspective, he's been out of the NBA for eight years now. So he got yeah. drafted in 2014. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, just yeah. decided good for point. eight years. He's like, I won't. Really play. good point. Because it's true. I mean, I mean, wow. He's OKC old. 76ers. I guess neither of them ever needed. Is a he old or does caliber? he just have mm. Euroleague experience? So he is at older. Um, Let me look. So it's it's written in here. Uh, so he's a 27 year old oh, rookie. 27. Um, that would be his age if he. Oh were my God, Yermin Mercedes, man. Yeah, Yermin <laughs> Mercedes, twenty-seven-year-old rookie. Um, so I think Chicago would be an exception for him. What do you think? Uh, I like uh, I, I like the other guy that we're probably gonna talk about in a little bit. I like uh, Marco Simon Simonovic. Oh yeah, Marco our guy. Simonovic, that's our yeah. guy. That's our literal. Uh, he's, that's he's our guy. He's on our team. Yeah. Who okay. would be your ideal candidate yeah, for who's a your point ideal, guard? Ideal. My ideal agency. candidate is Kyle Lowry. Okay, and I pick. love that take because. I think I mentioned this last week that he's just the hustle and heart guy. Yeah. He's kind of like, well, this is a horrible comparison player-wise, but he's like he has that Archidiacono mentality. Yes, he does. Just that beautiful hustle that Chicago loves to see. Um, obviously, he's much better than Ryan Archidiacono. Um, so, yeah, I love that take. And he fills the needs of uh, the point guard position that we need. So Of course. So, uh, speaking of uh, still on Mr. Micic, uh, so he's a point guard with every attribute of Luka Doncic. So he's a great scorer, perimeter threat, and a crafty passer. There is no physical idea on what his market could be for a trade because he it is his That's rights. That's a weird market. You're not, yeah. you're not trading for the player at this exact moment. You're trading for his rights, and not just that, the rights to this player who is a MVP as of the last season that he's played. Right. So this should mean a lot of draft picks or a lot of players, a lot of I don't even something, know how you know, go capital up, because mm, he's an MVP right. player. I don't know how you go asset. about it, like constructing that trade. Like how much is he truly worth without playing an NBA game? It's weird. Yeah, we'll see about that. So I'm very interested to see uh, where where he comes into the picture for the Bulls. Yeah, so he is good question here. He's going to be a good. I think he's on a good path for the future in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping so. he can come to the NBA. I'm hoping. I mean, I like this question here. Is this a better option than the point guards we mentioned last week? I'm going to start it off by saying, without <clears throat> excuse me, doing much research on this guy, I would say no, just because he's unproven in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why, like on the same track of Justin Fields, it's hard to gauge with them out without playing mm. an NFL game. So, and I love the f- the free agency market for point guards this offseason. So, I'm gonna say no for now, just because I I like the guys that are out there. But if it was a lesser market, I'd probably say yeah. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say that AK is gonna get a steal of a trade for him. That is um, again another drawback, though. You yeah. do have to give up I assets think, for this I guy. I think he'll give up a low amount of assets for right. him, in in return. OKC is going to be sitting here thinking he won't want to come play in the NBA anyway. He's going to get AK is going to get it for a low price, and AK is going to go over there and use his little his charm, mm-hmm. you know, because AK is really good with talking to foreign players that come over and play. So I think he's going to use his charm to get him over here. And obviously, I mean, how could you not like playing with a player like Zach Levine and Vucevic oh, yeah, with playoff true. aspirations? Like it, this is a a team that's very involved, you know. So it is. I think the, he'd have he'd have a lot of team more to help your take is the fact that OKC has every draft pick and every draft for the yes. next seven years. So. 
they'd love to have more. <laughs> yeah, they would love to have so more. So there's another uh, helping. Uh, All I'm saying is that for a second situation. round pick, I think I would I would yeah. trade a second round. Oh, pick I would trade a second MVP. round pick, yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking. I don't think a first round pick is something they'd be interested no, in. No, I hope not. I do not believe this is a better option than the point guards we mentioned last week. Just like I said with Kyle Lowry, I believe we need Kyle veteran. We need veteran presence on our team, right? Because we need a playoff run. Obviously, Kyle Lowry has one ring. I think he could be a good, valuable asset for the. I like that you said veteran too, because I don't know if you guys know this, but last season, take the starting lineup before the Vucevic trade. That starting lineup was younger than the University of Wisconsin's men's basketball team starting lineup yeah. because we were so young. So I'm glad you said we need better presence because it is true, and yeah. we kind of got it with Vucevic, but we to we have did. that we as got a, more at least for a point guard position, I'd love to see a veteran step into that role. So then I love this next yeah, take this is that we're going to do. Point. So in efforts to boycott the last dance, oh wait, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Oh, you want to go? Is that oh you want to go? What? No, 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 no. Oh, I want to ask a question. Yeah. yeah. Is he actually said this is my effort to boycott? It's not an effort to boycott. Okay, but that's just my way of saying. Okay, that okay, okay. He's Ooh, not. I was a like, fan man, there is some. He's not a crazy, fan of the last dance. Crazy yes. beef. That was like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> that would be funny okay. If it was a boycott, but yeah. In okay. my own words, I put that this yes. is Scotty Pippen's way no, of saying. Well, he's obviously not a fan. it is, but without just saying. Yeah. It. Right. Exactly. An effort to clear his story. Yes. yes. Okay. Better said. Way yeah. Better so Scotty Pippen is going to release his own book detailing the events of the Bulls through his own perspective, and then Scotty states that much of his knowledge doesn't match up to that of the producers of The Last Dance. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. I like it. I think it's going to be cool for Bulls fans uh, specifically because we get both sides. Any content that comes out of the 90s Bulls, I'll watch from Mm -hmm. whoever's perspective. I've read the book from Sam Smith on the 91 Bulls and how how dreadful and hateful Mm -hmm. they were uh, as like a locker room. Mm -hmm. And I think Pippen's got a point. He really looked weak in that documentary. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that he's going out and retelling that story, because I want to hear. I want to hear what he, he has to say. To. He yeah, he to. definitely deserves to. It's his platform. I agree. Oh yeah. So if Jordan's and Pippin's recollections are different, who would you rather believe? Who would you rather believe? I'd rather believe Jordan because <laughs> he too. dramatizes yeah. everything, and it sounds cooler from his perspective. Because obviously sound he's cooler. the goat. I had to take it. Yeah, I guess what. I took it serious. Yeah, I dropped, <laughs> and and I, I dropped and I 60 on him. <laughs> I, yeah, took, I, it, I took it personally. Yeah, I took it serious, and I took it personally. So guess what? I I had to do it's it. It's funny. I mean, it's Scotty's just such a, you know, he's kept guy. guy. Yeah, he's, he's a kept, kept guy. He's quiet kind of guy. That's a, that was his role. I, and Jordan's this, you know, loud mm. personality type mm. stepping up mm-hmm. for his guys. And yeah, I'd like to. But also, I'd love to hear what Scotty has to say because I feel like there will be some. There will be a lot of things that surprise me that he has that he'll have to say. So then, bouncing out of that. Derrick Rose finished ninth in MVP voting with how many votes? Drum roll, please. One. One. <laughs> a one. Hey, I love it. Time players with like Giannis and Embiid. The vote was a fan vote, making it much more important than what D Rose provided us with this season. But Derrick Rose, even like I was talking to you yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm so. Grateful that he got one vote at least. Yeah, that's good. That is awesome. I'm yeah. so happy. No, and you, the, obviously whoever is putting in this vote knows that he's not winning MVP. Mm. Um, it's just a tip of the cap. I love it. it. I it love it, it. I'm just glad he has one vote. Yeah. Me being a lovely, very great Bulls fan and yeah, just, you know, I'm, I love that. I really, as I know, I think we talked about this before too. Is we shouldn't be Knicks fans because obviously they're, they're our opposing market. <laughs> um, 
But they, I, they will be looking for a point guard in free agency to get Rose to come off the bench because that's such a better role for him at this point in his career. Um, but I love that he got yeah, it. Yeah, during the Knicks, I, Knicks playoff run, I was not cheering for the Knicks. I was cheering for, for Derrick, Derrick Rose. Rose. Yeah, and exactly. Rightfully so. He I dropped wore a Derrick Rose jersey. I, like, he averaged 19 points, yeah. four rebounds, and five assists mm-hmm. in, the, in his series against Atlanta. So really good series for him. So there are some speculation around the league that is involving the Bulls and the Mavs in a sign-and-trade where we switch Laurie Markkinen for Jalen Brunson on the Dallas Mavericks. I like da- Jalen Brunson on the Dallas Mavericks. I like Jalen Brunson. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He's very clutch. But in my opinion, veteran presence. He cannot. And I, he's a great starting point guard, don't get me wrong. But in, we just The it, thing about this is that we'd get someone for Laurie. It's either yeah, that's, away, that's the better way to I'm phrase this it. Is we I'm, finally but get then what's Kobe Laurie. White going to do? Come off the bench. As he bench, should. Bench, hundred percent. Because we need. No matter what, we're not going to have veteran presence then. Kobe we're knows. Just have the same Kobe knows he's not starting at point guard next year. He knows. I he just hope know. we don't have the same like rosters last year. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. And that's well, the big change. A- that's, that's what AK said. He guard. said this roster is very open, as yeah. it should be, because yeah. we're just not a playoff team yet. It's power forward and point guard are the two positions that are most likely to change. Yes. And then speaking of Kobe White, he. Today I just got Weird. breaking news that he underwent surgery on his shoulder for or participating in basketball activity over the weekend. He'll be a re, re, reevaluated in about four months. So shoulder injury. I'm thinking about players that have had shoulder injuries before. You know, Lonzo Ball was that Lonzo Ball being one of them? Or I'm um, thinking of a, no, who's the guy? Marco Fultz. He's the guy who changed oh, his yeah. shot. Yeah, that was. Um, I'm just trying to think of people. Who, I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. He's. I mean, he just, was doing it while playing basketball, so I'm not sure if that's going to affect his basketball nervous. play. I'm just a little nervous for him because four months tees up September. They announced the NBA starting today in back in October, mm. October 19th, I think it was. Um, I don't know. Obviously, players improve a lot over the offseason, and for Kobe White to miss on that, he had a very, like, Mm. evidential flaws last season that he needs to work on. So I'm a little nervous for him. And then every single mock draft this year has the Bulls losing their first rounder to Orlando. Yeah, makes sense. If the Bulls do get a top four pick, what area of improvement do we improve on? Do we improve (laughs) on defense? Yeah. Shooting, rebound, hustle, late game pressure, or, you know, just that, that clutch gene. If we had that a top gene. four pick in this draft, let me just say that you can improve on every single one of these <laughs> categories yeah. by taking Jalen Suggs if he's there. Mm. And I think he will be because I think it'll go Cade. Yeah, Jalen Mo- Suggs would be um, the number one. USC man, here. Mobley. And then who's supposed to be third? Because point guard, I mean, Suggs is a point guard. Yes. From Gonzaga. So, I mean, that Suggs would be the is best. kind of almost like a positionless yeah. point guard. He's, I mean, he would be the best. It's kind of a combo guard. Here, yeah. That's, that's from the research I know. I didn't yes. do much research, uh, research other than Mar- whatever happened March Madness. He looked like the best point he guard. He looked really solid yeah. this year. We're going for a defensive player if we end up getting a top four. If it's. Yeah. Defense is what that starting lineup kind of lacked. I know Patrick Williams is trying his best. He's a rookie, though. Well, it's Other tough players. to come yeah. into a team exactly. in the NBA mm-hmm. after coming off the bench at Florida yeah. State and being the best defender on the team. We need defense. Yeah, our starting lineup needs I defense. Think it's, so. I think it's um, 
defense is a fantastic option because now with Lori gone, there's a lot less mm. defense and Vucevic. Is <laughs> there's much never been defense, yeah, never been Lori defense. There. You, you say that. You say that. But <laughs> no, yet, I will Lori, say that. You say I'll that. Keep, I yet. will say that. <laughs> you say that, but here we are. I and I'm gonna okay. tell you right now, Dan. I'm gonna Lori, ask you a question. Lori will sign again with Chicago. Oh, whoa, my yes. No. <laughs> because <if> I, <laughs> no, you guys no. gotta understand. If there's speculation, don't end DNT like this, Dan. Don't Bulls, do it. If the Bulls are struggling to get rid of Lori. It obviously, it sounds like they're not we trying to We don't have to re-side them. That's what I get mean. Rid of them. If, just listen, listen. Okay. If they believe, Let the men talk. If they believe that, oh my gosh, we have to get something for him, they believe there's value in him. They do. Yeah, they do. They do believe there's value for him. And if he goes out and he doesn't get a better offer, guess where he's going? Oh, he's coming right back home with an $11 off offer that we gave him at the beginning of the year. It's exactly where he's going to go. And do you, th- do you really think another team is going to go out after him giving him 20 mil that he wants? I don't think another team will. It's a really good point that you bring up. I don't think another team will go out and trade assets for him while he's on a contract yeah. year. That's a horrible deal. And especially that Jalen Brunson idea, that's terrible for the Magics. They're giving up. Jalen Brunson's a really solid point guard. He's a young guy. And they have to bring in an unproven power forward on a new deal. Yeah. How do you even structure that? Yeah. And, this, and here's what I'm going to say. I mean, if, if Laurie leaves, right? If Laurie leaves, do you really think Thad is that much better at defense than Laurie? Well, I'd say yes. I would say yes. yes. I'd say not. I would say yes, but I'd say about half a foot short or not. I'd say not fourth quarter defense. Can I, but here's my only rebuttal game. to your argument, Dan. Yeah. It's going to be in the form of a question. Why, during this season, did Billy Donovan try Lowry Markinen at small forward? He, he's Lowry's been bad this season. Lowry's yeah. offensive struggles have been f- f- mighty fine well, and boxing out offensively, and rebounding. Offensively, he's been okay. I think off- offense was the reason. Well, he wasn't. He was struggling offensively when he came off the bench. Because he didn't accept that role. I only say offense because his first year he was only offense. The first year he came into this this league, and we found was, out he yeah. was only offense. Hmm. Wasn't much defense. The only reason I say that the chance of him coming back to play again is because what is the, I mean, what's so bad about him bringing him back for one year deal just because he does play a little bit better for our team? One just year having deal. Him, just already having asking. him on our team. That's just my opinion. Just to throw it out there, his field goal percentage was forty eight percent, which was five percent higher than his career best before Ooh. then. His three point percentage was forty. Point two, which was four percent higher than his previous career high. Uh, free throw percentage a little bit down, but he did average thirteen point six, which was uh, obviously well under his eighteen point seven for his sophomore year. But his offensive game was mm-hmm. there; it wasn't missing. His defense is atrocious. Yeah, it is wildly oh, atrocious. It's so bad, but it's yeah. terrible. It's bad. We'll see. We'll see where this team goes with that. Yeah, so that's gonna be very, very. It'll be very interesting. For my last hot take. In this DePaul chair. Wow. Oh, this is interesting. Monumental. You should go last. <sighs> you should go last. You yeah. should go last. Uh, I'll start uh, it off. Okay, Ryan. Okay. Uh, I wrote an article on this, so check it out on the Windy City if you get a chance to see it. I don't think... There's been some talk going around. Obviously, we need a point guard. We just talked about that. We're going to talk about that pretty much every week with the Bulls. Um, but the Bulls will not go after Derrick Rose this offseason. Obviously, it'd be very cool to reunite with our own hometown guy, our, you know... That's kind of like our our generation's goat type thing, um, but we won't go after him. There's plenty of reasons why. Obviously, the Knicks have had great success with him. He's on a contract year. Hopefully, they give him a really healthy contract. Um, and th- I don't think the Bulls are interested in him. They haven't shown much interest. Um, obviously, towards Derrick Rose. Obviously, we've mm-hmm. shown interest towards Lonzo Ball. We tried to get him for Lowry actually before the trade deadline. Um, I just don't think we'll go for it. That's just kind of my hot take. That's just kind of like a, yeah, we won't do that. We won't reunite with him. That's a good one. So my guess is the Bulls do a trade involving our second round pick of this season for Valsi- 
Vasilye oh, wow. Michich. So okay. no picks this season. No picks this season. No picks. And I will say that Lori Markin will resign with the Chicago oh. Bulls. Oh. And our attempts at finding a point guard that is outside of our team, our organization right now that isn't in the NBA, will fail. And the point guard for starting will be someone that's MVP from the EuroLeague. That's my guess. Wow. I hope there's an episode mm. out there where Lowry Markkinen re-signs with the Bulls. <laughs> Who knows? It will be a fun one. <laughs> Who knows? Here is my final hot take in this DePaul chair. I'm going to say that with all this speculation I saw a few days ago about maybe Kemba Walker coming to the Bulls, and I'm like, what? I saw I saw all take. this, you know, all this, com- all these people saying how Kemba Walker come from, come to the Bulls. If Kemba Walker can come to the Bulls. I would love to have him on the Bulls, the, yeah. but oh, it yeah. was here's the reason. I saw if some assets that we need to trade would be Thaddeus Young, and like if Kobe White, maybe Sato, few, maybe Sato, and a few other key pieces just for Kemba. I'd give that up immediately. Kemba's yeah. a great point guard, <laughs> but in him. my opinion, we are not going to get Kemba this season. I'm hoping that we can get Kyle Lowry. I know I talked about that before. Oh, I loved the path you were going down before you said that we wouldn't get him. <laughs> because I loved that take. I, yeah, that was a good I take. Would love to, I would love to see Kemba Walker come, but he does not want to go to another losing team. He wants to win. They're, all these players sure are That's choice. a winning team with him. That's a very sure winning his choice, team Because like, they, they have to do a switch up there. They'll, they'll He's a sure loyal him. guy, too. I think Jason Tatum is the only player safe. I think Brad Stevens will Wait, listen say that again, Dan. I think, I think Jason Tatum is the only safe player on the Celtics right now. The Celtics Smart are a is mess. On every trade. I don't think it's Brown. about winning team. I think that just the Celtics are a mess at yeah. the moment. And I feel for them because they're just so close. I think their team didn't develop enough to the point to beat out the East. Because yeah. they developed this season, right? Well, they without the strongest with a Kyrie in the whole situation, and then here comes Brooklyn without Jalen Brown, though. Yeah, not much you can do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Kemba here. It'd be strong. So yeah, that's my hot take. I think the Bulls will go with a point guard. It will not be Kemba. It's won't just be Kemba. Too won't many, be Derek Rose. Too many valuable assets for Kemba. I believe we'll go with a different point guard. Yeah, I, I agree. Point. I think so as There's well. There's a lot of options out there. So to wrap up DNT real quick. Today in Chicago sports history oh for you guys. Close my laptop before. This. No, that's all right. No worries. Goodness. So just two of them. So first one, Dan, you want to take it over? Of course. So June tenth, twenty fifteen, the Blackhawks win Game Four of the Stanley Cup Final, and even the series. Copyrighted. Sorry. And then the second one in today in Chicago sports history, we got nineteen fifty two. The Chicago White Sox outfielder Sam Melly is the only. Sixth player in MLB history to record six RBIs in an inning during a 15-4 win over the A's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia A's at the time. Six RBIs. Wow. I had to think about that. Yeah, I, well, I saw that, and I was like, man, you had to go through the order. Mm. That's wild. Interesting. Yeah, every time hit an RBI? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'd love to see like what it was mm. specifically. I'm assuming there was like two really big home runs or something, mm-hmm. two really big hits that knocked in three. I don't know. All right, guys. That is the end of DNT and the seven seven three. This is obviously this is the first episode that we're going to be putting on Spotify. DNT and the seven seven three. We'll be updating every week with you guys. DNT more Chicago sports news. Going to be a lot if of you it. guys know us. Mm-hmm. Please stay tuned. We'll keep you guys updated. We'll tell you guys how to stay up to date with DNT and the seven seven three. We have lots of sports to cover. Obviously, mm-hmm. the White Sox are still in first. The Cubs are in first. The Bulls have lots of off season to cover. Blackhawks as well. And yeah, 
We're not going anywhere. We, we are not going, going anywhere. We are not going anywhere. DNT is gonna still going to be summer. Here. Let's D give a round of applause to D Tyler for doing such an amazing job Thank over you, here, Tyler. being the host for so long. DePaul is so thankful for all your help oh, and all your work. It. Thank you. Thank you, you for letting me on. Host. Oh, appreciate it. Hey, no, thank you for all. Oh, of course. Congrats on yeah. graduation to you, Tyler. Oh my gosh. Congrats. It's, it's crazy. New it's so surreal. Yeah. At least you won't be leaving DNT. Not graduating from DNT. No. Yet. Yes, we got DNT. a long summer ahead. Hey, just go to the next level. We're getting our masters <laughs> here at DNT. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I got my micro. <laughs> I got my microphone ready. We're, Let's go. We'll be on podcasting. Yeah, so we'll we're not going anywhere. Make sure to stay tuned in DNT. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and we'll keep updating you on all the new events that we are planning. Hmm. Um, we'll let you know day by day. All right. This has been Ty, Daniel, and Ryan. Thank you guys for tuning in, and take care. Goodbye.